0: keeping you up to date with the latest in Texas Tech sports. This is the Ask Level Podcast, brought to you by Double T 97.3.
1: Ask Level, the podcast, episode number 17 has arrived. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. Glad to uh, have you part of the podcast once again. And uh, man, uh, we're coming off of a extremely busy, newsy sports week. Level that uh, finished pretty good for Red Raider basketball, so we've got uh, plenty to dive into. But I can't remember, uh, you know, mid-December week that uh, involved so much news. Obviously, the Chris Beard stuff earlier in the week, uh, last week, Mike Leach and uh, his death, and and mm-hmm. uh, of course there rumors afloat everywhere. Uh, there was Farhad's Amac that's. One report said he was leaving, uh, and then he loads onto a plane to head to Houston with the rest of the basketball team. And then we see Texas Tech basketball play the best game they've played in, uh, in quite some time and win by 50 down in Houston. So quite a, quite a whirlwind of a week, level.
0: Yeah, it, it was. And, and, you know, the, these weeks are scheduled to be somewhat busy this mm-hmm. time of year now anyways, just because of a lot of uh, transfer activity uh, with football. And you thought True. that would kind of lead the way because we had a lot of uh, news uh, as it relates to, to the roster, uh, outgoing, potential mm-hmm. incoming, I mean, all those things. And, uh, but yeah, uh, Mike, uh, Mike's passing was startling, uh, unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we spent all last week just reminiscing and a lot, a lot of good memories there from a lot of people uh, and really all over the country. And, you know, everybody had their own version of, of Mike's stories and all those things. And, yeah, at the same time, uh, obviously former Texas Tech basketball coach uh, Chris Beard, you yeah, w- was making uh, – there, there was a lot of news there that was uh, unfortunate. Uh mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, just yeah, I mean you know, and and then you know obviously the Red Raiders had all kinds of, uh, I don't know possible uh, drama with uh, r- r- really ended up being like a no no news, but you you kind of rode the wave of, of uh, your your potential, you know, I mean, first of all, you yeah, you play a tight game against uh, Eastern Washington, right and and you, you're just not playing well right now and there's some injuries uh and there's some just youth which we've uh documented uh ad nauseum but uh yeah man just uh kind of a crazy week so i, I guess i'll just i don't know I don't know where you want to uh where you want to go but we can go whatever direction you want
1: well i will start with with kind of take it semi-chronologically through the week and and recap since it's a weekly podcast, but, uh, someone asked, um, as one of our questions today, can you give us one of your favorite personal Mike Leach stories?
0: Yeah. I mean, um, the, the, there, there's so many, some personal, some professional, some, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, I, I just, uh, you know, like, like, like many, I mean, you, you know, choice. I, I guess I, I don't know if if I'm doing what I'm doing, if not in a way uh, for him. Because you know, I, I got a call, and I don't know if it was around oh six oh seven ish, uh, and it was from Craig Wells, who was kind of in charge of uh, the the broadcasting and media, and it was yeah. internal at the time at Texas Tech, and he said, "Hey, do you want to host Mike's coaches show?" And I said. Uh, yeah sure uh let's do it and and so that kind of i don't know mm-hmm. you know he kind of he kind of had uh i I'd, I'd been covering the program and and uh, we built up a relationship and he trusted me and and so that that's the professional one but you know so many of the other ones are just you know funny and off uh off color uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean i just uh what 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 a I hated uh, the, the way that it ended here. Obviously so many people did. Sure. I, I hated that, uh, uh, that you're not all able to get back on the same page. Don't know if that was ever going to happen, but, uh, but I, I, I thought uh, in, in some ways the, the Liberty bowl and in, in some ways was good for a lot of people uh, involved. Uh, I, I know it, the game didn't end the way Mike wanted it to, but uh you know, I just uh, I, I thought uh, I thought that was just I don't know if there was closure there. I don't I don't really know. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just uh, I mean, and, and it's just you, you look at the coaching tree, you look at just the way he changed the sport and the way that, you know, I mean, he's still the winningest coach uh, in school history here. And you know somebody's gonna have to you know coach here for a long time and be successful in in a pretty good league to to surpass that. But I just think about so many of the memories uh, that we all have from that era that he's responsible for. And he he wasn't perfect, and he wasn't without controversy, and none of us are. Uh, But um, but man, uh, that that it just. just kind of stunning uh, as, as you look back, but uh, I, I appreciated uh, all the the, the stories, uh, the, the the good journalism uh, around the country uh, mm-hmm. that, that admired him from afar, and I appreciated Texas Tech for and, and somebody like Zane Perry for, yeah, you know the 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 sticker that'll be back on the back of the helmet for the bowl game. I just thought that's very appropriate, uh, and uh, you know I don't know what else to what else to say there, but uh, but yeah, I mean it just. You know, I mean, will be sorely missed. And I just, I just thought in the back of my mind when I saw him last year, spent some time with him, he hadn't changed. And I thought, you know, he's going to coach for a bit longer, and then he'll kind of, you know, retire and and then just go into, you know, TV or something, and just kind of continue to to entertain uh, because he was so much more than. Than all the sound bites that you're getting, and those are just all undefeated. But sure. uh, you know, you just look at the the way he coached offense, and yeah, uh, the, the way he surrounded himself. You know, I, I heard, and, and real quick, I, I heard, uh, I heard Graham Harrell, you know, say the other day that you know the the, the numbers and his play calls they meant nothing, which I think not not a lot of people knew. It's <laughs> did you hear these? Did you hear this? <laughs> no. Despite, that's, yeah. That's so great. like like he would have a play called six eighteen, but the six, the one, and the eight it didn't mean anything it right. was just that was the that was the play yeah and and a so normal offense
1: that's speaking to different well yeah you're you're you're, and, yeah. you're
0: you're you're talking about routes and coverage or, right. or, or blocking scheme <laughs> or whatever and he was like you know we had you know all, all these numbers uh and, and and there was there was a double digit plays there's three digit plays or single digit plays all that <laughs> stuff but the, the the they didn't they didn't really mean anything that's and i think funny. that was um, and, and then Eric Morris was, was asked about, you know, wh- why do you think he had such a good coaching tree? And he said, well, he was surrounded by so many talented individuals that he would never let change anything that he wanted to do. So he's like, I think it all motivated that he was joking, but he's, he's like, I think, I think all these guys were motivated to go want to go try what they thought would work, <laughs> you know, and that he he's laughing. He's like, that's why I think that, that there was such a good uh, coaching tree. Cause he never would let you never would change you know the his offense it was the same stuff uh in year one or two as it was whenever he left here so that yeah. that was the 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 beauty of it in a way but
1: i mean we could spend an entire podcast on my oh, yeah pretty easily yeah. um yeah it, it there's no question bj simmons tweeted it, but the his fingerprints are all over the game no matter what level oh, you watch but it's just, high school high school college, college professional yeah, yeah. yeah. i over. mean yeah. every game you watch pretty well mm-hmm. maybe sans army navy <laughs> you're you're seeing Mike Leach's fingerprints on it. And it's, it's really cool. There's no, There's been few coaches that, that have had as big of an impact on the game uh, in our lifetimes as, as he has. So, um, and it's been great to see everybody talking about it, but that was obviously huge news uh, early in the week at a more local, at least currently local level. Um, Basketball wise, you mentioned Eastern Washington, you kind of sneak by then the next day, Jeff Goodman tweets out about Fardoz AMAC entering the transfer portal a day later, a little long, a little longer than a day later. Um, I say, no, he's, he's not entering the transfer portal. So, uh, and someone asks, what, what's the truth there? Was he going yeah. to enter or do we, I, is that ever going to be known?
0: I I, I don't. Uh, that, that's a great question. I think there was some confusion Um I think that you know whether his injury or NIL or uh, you know all the above or, or whatever all factors in. I'm sure that there's there's truth there, and, and but I, I have no way of knowing that because in, in some ways there was never really any news, mm-hmm. you know, uh, unless you buy the, the report on the intent, right? Uh, but he, I don't believe he ever had entered the portal uh, at all, and he was obviously uh, with us. In uh, in Houston uh, this weekend, and so he never really missed any time, and so I I really don't know. It's it's very bizarre, Um, you know. I think, uh, and again, he's not really ready to play anytime soon. I think, Uh, you know. I think you were kind of hoping that maybe it would be the first year. I think he's he's a ways away, uh, you know. So. Uh, you know, it, it, the, the whole thing is just, it's nuts. Yeah it, yeah, it is, it is, it is nuts. Uh, so, uh, but it got everybody stirred up for sure. And it did. Uh, yeah, nationally, <laughs> locally and, and and everything. So yeah, who, who, who the heck knows? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's uh, he, he's maintained that he's, you know, cause I'm just going off of his commentary. I don't sure. know where the rumors started. Uh, and, and all those things but I, I'm not I'm not going anywhere and and mm-hmm. all that so uh, the the end I guess I mean we just take him at his word but I think you um, have to
1: because I mean yeah. everything else is, is rumors and goodness gracious there were a lot of those floating around uh, this week but was that I mean was the the rumors the outside noise was it what this program needed, or is it just that bad of a Jackson State team? What What in the world happened on Saturday where Texas Tech uh, blows the doors off of Jackson?
0: Well, State? yeah, they, they they did play well. Um, I mean, Jackson State is drops to one in ten. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a net ranking of around 320, 325, and yeah. so they're they're not. You know, I, I'll say this that they they played a brutal schedule. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they, they, they have played a and they have, yet, they have yet to play a home game. OK, they, they had only played one neutral site game uh, prior to uh, the, the game versus Texas Tech. I mean, we're, we're talking Michigan, Indiana. They played at uh, SMU, TCU. They they'd beaten SMU, but they played at Abilene Christian. They played at Akron, Toledo. Uh, I mean, on and on, and, and really, in Mississippi State was the the latest one.
1: Ranked team, uh, yeah.
0: rank team, yeah, and 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 really, in almost every game, with the exception of at Indiana, they have been in it. I mean, most of these games are, they're just they're losing by you know around eight to ten points. That's at Michigan, at TCU. Uh, like I said, they beat uh, this is Mississippi State as well, and so I, I think Texas Tech was pre- prepared for a feisty. Jackson State team that's got some talent and they they're they're coached by former uh, NBA champ Mo Williams, uh, mm-hmm. who was on the, the Cavaliers team uh, back in, I think, 15 and 16. Uh, so uh, but but then you just kind of come out and you, you put them to bed early. And I don't know if this is a, a Jackson State team that was very good Are they really run down and tired. Did you play your best game again? Probably a combination of, of those things. But the real story to me of that game was that you had I think uh yeah 56 bench points this was this was the head and shoulders story above anything else that KJ Allen plays his best game Mm Demorian Williams plays his best game Kerwin Walton knocks down a couple of threes these weren't stressful minutes that they were playing it's about the competition's about to stiffen uh, mightily here in a couple of weeks but if anything, you played well, you have a good feeling, you get some confidence in some of your bench players that you've desperately needed to kind of come along here. Maybe they get some confidence too by seeing the ball go through the net a bit.
1: So which of those guys level to you is is the gold and which is the fool's gold in terms of guys yeah. you can you can count on? Who who's can use this as a springboard to, to be used more, I guess, uh, off the bench?
0: Because yeah, I'm not, I'm not ready to say any of them yet. Honestly, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that the the hardest part about being a college basketball player at this level is consistency. Sure, and and not be, because because once Bacho comes back, KJ mm-hmm. Allen is not going to get as many minutes. Now, maybe does he replace Robert Jennings' minutes? I mean, but, possibly. Uh, but uh, but uh, you know, with, with with Kerwin Walton and Demorian Williams, I mean, they combined for seven threes in this game. And they're going to get two more chances, OK, uh, against uh, Houston Christian on, mm-hmm. you, know, the, you know, this week and then, uh, you know, I think South Carolina State a few days right. after Christmas. And then after that, it's you're, you're off to the races and the races don't stop until you decide whether you, you know, the NCAA is going to let you play more basketball or not in, in mid to late March. Uh, so but I'm, I'm just don't know if we've seen enough yet, uh, but I was glad to see them, you know, kind of get some confidence. And I mean, you know, the, the, those are pieces that are, are going to be desperately needed, you know. So sure. but I, I have not seen enough to say to me right now, it's still all fools gold category until you see a body of work put together, you know, not just not just one game. But hey, man, I'll take it. You got to start somewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the, the confidence thing. Seems to be such a huge issue at times, and hopefully maybe one of those guys can can gain some confidence from what we saw on Saturday and and uh, move forward with that because uh, Big 12 play is right around the corner. December. Yeah, you know, and,
0: and, and the thing is, it's like, you know, uh, Jackson State's RPI or, or net, excuse me, is around yeah. that 320. Houston Christian, who you play uh, this week, mm-hmm. their net ranking is, I think, Three sixty-one out of three sixty-three. Yikes! So it's really hurting you to play these games, okay? Even if you win them, it negatively affects your, you know, all all the data. Yeah. And I think South Carolina State, who you play right after Christmas, their their net ranking is is around what uh, uh, what what Jackson State's is around the three twenty-five or so range. And so, you know, th- these need to be two comfortable wins uh, because right now you're 0-2 in your quad one opportunities uh, mm-hmm. against Ohio State and Creighton. And then you look at Creighton choice, and that's one of your, your kind wow. of your best losses. The, the, the wheels have fallen off. They've lost Big six time. games in a row. And I can't, I can't imagine that as good as Ryan Kalkbrenner is for that program, he's been out for a while. I just can't imagine that they've just lost six in a row. But they've played a tough schedule. Uh, there, there's not been many gimmies there. All their, all their losses are been pretty, yeah. I don't know, good losses, but the fact that they've lost six in a row, it's just, uh, it's, it's, crazy. Cause when you see them, you're thinking, "Who boy, this is uh they're a load and, and they can't win the game right now because of the
1: net and the RPI and those sorts of things. You're supposed to root for everybody after you play them outside of conference play. And, and some of those teams aren't, aren't living up to it, especially Creighton. That, that's been crazy to watch a lot of those ones early they lost by what six or seven at at Texas as one of those and and then it just seems like they've gotten worse and worse as as it's rolled on but man uh the Jays you're kind of counting on them to be a really good team and they've got to find it again but uh basketball wise yeah got a, a couple of more demies and then Big 12 play is is right around the corner big week uh this week for Football because signing day is coming up. Uh, Joey McGuire, think I don't know if you call it grabbing headlines, but got you know raised some eyebrows by saying the words. This probably the fastest class that uh, Texas Tech will have ever signed, and maybe the fastest when you're talking about just pure time speed. Uh, maybe the fastest in the country is what what Joey McGuire said. So
0: yeah, I think he mentioned uh, verified uh, yeah. track times and all those things. I mean, look, they they knew they needed to get faster as a team. That they're they're way too slow at way too many of the positions. Uh, this is something they're trying to infuse in into their program. Uh, they need to. They, they they this this is sorely needed uh, mm-hmm. to add lots and lots of speed. So uh we uh we'll see what uh, what what ends up happening with these uh uh with, with this class and, and and it's and it's mostly high school okay that that's i mean right. that, that's that's the you're going to get somewhere between 22 to 25 uh you know as far as you, you know high school additions and and you have to you know you have to you know calm remain calm in that a lot of this is not immediate help you know this is sure, not sure the, the, this is kind of you know cuz i mean joseph adateray maybe the only freshman that really saw yeah true freshman mean, yeah mean, meaningful meaningful minutes or or uh, not minutes but the snaps uh, uh transitioning from basketball, basketball to football there <laughs> yeah oops we're, we're in between uh, yeah yeah that's right but but joseph adateray really the only one that kind of i thought you know really helped you quite a bit uh is and he was the only freshman so you just have to yeah kind of keep some perspective as it relates to your class, but this is the way Joey wants to do it. Cause the, the real news, like for the immediate will be kind of the portal additions that they're trying to add. And at the time that we're, you and I are talking about this, we're not exactly sure what that looks like, but they're, they're, they're in the mix for several uh, that would help them immediately. And, and they need, they need help immediately at some of these spots.
1: And as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, it's more of a, there's a lot of interest in Texas Tech from people in the portal, but Tech kind of gets to be a little more picky and choosy here, where you
0: you can well, take
1: really positions of need more more than anything, right? Yeah,
0: just because I I think when you're when you're the head coach at one of these schools in the state of Texas, uh, you know I think you're gonna you're gonna end up getting calls on I want to come home. Yeah, you know, and true. and I I went off to school wherever I tried it, but when I'm I'm homesick or I'm just not getting to play, and I'd rather be in my home state of Texas, kind of thing. So you're gonna get interest. Then when you're, you know, you coached at Baylor and you've got coaches on your staff that were kind of, you know, at, at, at TCU at Austin P at, at mm. a lot of these different places. I mean, Oregon, you know, you're, you're gonna get some interest there uh, just because of, of your staff. So there's a combination of things, but yeah, the spots are at a premium on, on how much room you have. And I think only did, did you have some room when you, when you have the departures of, you know, Donovan Weston, Wright, uh, Philip Liddy, Reggie Pearson, uh, Ethan card, Michael Shanahan, uh, uh Derek Lewis, uh, uh, Kobe minor possibly, you know, okay. so you you have enough room there to where now you can go try to attack some spots uh, on on your defense and maybe some skill on offense.
1: Kind of going one for one in terms of.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. One, it's it's like the, it's like, I know you're a big uh, nightclub guy. So whenever <laughs> the nightclub is, is packed and it's like that, you got the guy out there behind the, the red bouncer. velvet rope. Yeah. And he's like, Hey man, got to wait for some people to leave before we can let anybody in. Otherwise the fire marshal's going to, going to shut us down but that's kind of that's kind of the way it is right now they, they needed some some folks that are currently on the team to kind of leave the cult club before you could you could open <laughs> up that unhook the velvet rope and say okay check the name on the clipboard and invite you in or not so yep you pegged me total nightclub guy <laughs> I, think, I think i'm
1: i don't know that i've ever been to an actual nightclub in my lifetime level but uh okay. you know you know one of these days you know
0: well, I can't imagine there's a lot of that in <laughs> Dumas, Texas, either. Not so.
1: not a lot in Dumas, Texas. I think I went yeah. to something, uh, you know, in uh, in the Depot District that might be construed as a nightclub one time in college. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, just, just one of those. So so a big week in terms of football. We just kind of watched the transfer portal as as far as that goes. Are there any um, any chance for surprise? on signing day when it when it comes to guys that could commit that you oh always yeah oh
0: okay. always and, and i think it goes both ways right yeah you can yeah it, it, it's always like i mean you know you you go back to oh you're gonna have to help me out here uh woodman but you go back to last year and you you know it was the who was the skill player at tascosa that ends up going to tcu oh, and the, uh-huh. the 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 running back running back yeah skill player. Um, I've already
1: forgotten his name. Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I'll let you hit It'll the Google machine right there. Whenever, whenever we're, uh, as we're sort of talking, but you know, I think that they, I think the staff went to bed uh, last year at this time and thought, okay, we, we, we've done it. And then you wake up and he's changed his mind uh, the middle of the night. Major Everhart. Major Everhart. There okay. you go. And then, that, and I think that, you know, speed, you know, that, that was, you know, but, but so you just, you just ultimately never know. I guess is my point. So yeah, the surprises work uh, both ways, but yeah, I think there's certainly that possibility and you just have to keep your, you know, this is, and there's so much going on because this is going to happen on December the 21st Mm -hmm. of this year, Christmas and Christmas Eve. And people are making holiday plans and you're getting out of school and it's just kind of chaotic this time of year for families in general. And then you drop this deal in, into everybody's lap. And it kind of takes away from early February because it really is now all happening sure. with the early signing period. Uh, but, uh, but you'll certainly get more news in January as well. But it also allows you to kind of start working ahead if you get the bulk of your recruiting class put together.
1: All right, uh, level got a few questions to toss your way, then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Uh, Leah on, on the Twitter asked, did Bacho ever get to find his cat? <laughs>
0: so uh we we landed uh from Houston you know fairly late Saturday evening and I heard somebody ask him uh yeah I guess uh, getting off the flight or whatever hey man mm-hmm. you know you anybody you know you ever find your cat and he's like no so yeah he uh, not 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 at that point but okay yeah big time uh animal lover is is bacho uh. I know somebody on the staff uh, that's got five or six animals uh, at their house. And when Bacho came over, he, he ended up uh, wanting to meet them one at a time, you know, so he could like, you know, I, I just think he's got a soft spot for, for animals and stuff. So I think he's got more than one cat, but yeah. So I think that was a, that was a real thing. Um, yeah, I'm not on Instagram a ton, but yeah, there there were there were people, yeah, concerned for o, uh, Obacho, but yeah. uh, and hopefully hopefully we see him back on the court very very soon.
1: Is that expected? Good question. Any, any timeline?
0: Yeah, yeah. Good question. it it'll, My guess would be it's either against Houston Christian or South Carolina State. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think you'd love to to get some. You know, get him back. Trying to get back him in the flow of things before you you go to Fort Worth against TCU on the thirty first. Because I'm telling you, this is gonna this this little next week to two weeks is gonna go by really quick. Yeah, and then and then it, I mean, you you have at TCU and then you host Kansas. I mean, boom boom. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful with that stretch, I mean, you, you you're at zero and two quickly. Mm-hmm. And there's right. a the second week. I think you have back to back road trips. I mean, it's just it's going to heat up quick. And, you know, this is all, you know, non-pressure in some ways, basketball being played right now, but it's about to get real serious in a hurry. And you don't exactly have just this great resume at this point going into conference play and you won't, there's nothing you can do to to enhance it other than just win the, the, the remaining two games. And then just, uh, You know, but you're again, you're in a position in the Big 12 to where if you take care of your business and hover around 500 at least, you're going to be just fine if you're because this this is very clearly NCAA tournament or what what went wrong type, you know, type program at this point. You know, you're ranked in the preseason and ranked for two or three weeks before the, you know, in the early part of the season. So anyway. All
1: right. uh, Another basketball question says level who is currently the most important player? To Texas Tech basketball's team.
0: Um, I mean, t- to me, it. it well, whoo, man, that is. Uh, it's one of three guys. It's a great conversation. It's one of three guys. Uh, I, I in some ways I tell you that it is maybe Bacho. Mm-hmm. In other ways, I would tell you it's maybe Harmon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I could I could make a good argument for Kevin O'Banner, too. Okay. Uh, I, I just think that because neither one of those three guys really has any kind of true backup and that's the scary thing. Yeah. You, you also in, in O'Banner and Harmon's case, th- those are easily your two most experienced guys and there's no replacement for that either guys that have been through it, have done it, have played on the road, uh, you know, uh, all, all of those things. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't want to see really what life is like long-term without any of those three, but I probably would tell you that in some ways it's probably Davion Harmon, just because I think he's your best on-ball defender. I think that he's, he's the quickest guy on your team, and he's one of the most experienced guys on your team, and he's not your leading scorer. He's not you know, your best three-point shooter, you know, mm-hmm. pop could slide over and play some point guard and, and and all those things. Although I think he's better off the ball, but I, I guess I would tell you if you're asking me and pinning me down, it's probably, I would probably say Harmon, then Baccio, and then O'Banner in that order.
1: Uh, yeah. I think that's a great point that not, not having true backups for those positions or those particular players makes <laughs> their importance. So, uh, you know, that much more. So um, football ish question here. This one from Mark. Level. When are the when should we expect the schedules to be released for Big Twelve football?
0: Well, I'm sure. Sure, everybody's seen the reports out. Uh, it's not going to be until looks like early February now. So we're waiting on uh, OU
1: in Texas. Is this?
0: Well, no. It, it's. I don't think it's that necessarily that, that that factors in. I think they're trying to figure out. Uh, what what this is going to look like if, if they can come to an agreement on them exiting early, because it all signs point to them that they will, that you're just going to get one, one year of a 14-team league instead of two. Uh, I think they're going to rework it. So everything that we kind of thought we knew about next year's schedule could, in fact, all change. Yeah. So when, when I thought that you're not going to play either one of the Oklahoma schools, when you're going to go here and there, and you kind of hear some murmurs and stuff – in my opinion, now all bets are off, sure uh, because I think this is this is uh, you know a continued negotiation is what it is. And I think what you have is you have TV networks that are um, you know wanting to know because they're trying to make plans, and there's there's windows and and all that. And I think the Big Twelve is trying to make sure that it's best for them to let them out early. And what does that mean for us financially? And how much money are we owed? And then you see Dennis Dodds reporting of CBS that okay, what what if we guarantee non-conference games at, at Big Twelve stadiums involving Oklahoma and Texas? That uh, there there's some of that uh, as well. So I, I think it's it's all on the table. Uh, I think Oklahoma and Texas, you know, once the playoff expanded,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that expedites things now. I think for for everybody involved, and the SEC is trying to make their schedule for. Off into the distance, you're trying to figure out, you know, are we doing pod systems? Are we doing division? What, 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 what in the world are we doing here? And nobody can really make any plans because you're just you're in limbo. And so, I think that the that can has been kicked down the road, and we're not going to get uh, any sort of closure on it until uh, early February. It sounds like, according to the uh, Big Twelve commissioner. But as
1: of right now, the expectation is still that we will have one season with 14 teams. in the Oh league. yeah. Like, yeah, I mean that's I, that's already past that, right?
0: At that's the, what I think. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because the SEC has already released their schedules for next year, mm-hmm. not involving OU and and mm-hmm. Texas. So we'll have one year now. Do we see? Is there any chance that the league were to you know help out your your teams your your teams that have been in the league? If there's a request, like say Texas Tech wanted Texas to come back, just purely hypothetical, back to Lubbock another time next season. Is that yeah, a possibility I, I mean, that you could see something like that?
0: I I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't rule out anything there. I'm not real sure because I don't there's no such thing at this point as as fair or some sort of rotation True. because it's all changing. Right. So I, I, I really don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I guess I I you know nothing would surprise me at this point. Uh I'm I'm as fascinated to look at it and pick it apart as much as anybody because mm-hmm. You know, it, it's been the, really the the uh, in, in the last you know decade ish. You know, it's really been okay. How many bye weeks do you get? When do you get it? Uh, and yeah, are you are you playing on any kind of off night? Okay, so that's really been because you you were going to play everybody, you know. Yeah. And now it it is going to be really the first thing you're looking at. Okay, who am I not playing? Right. You know, and, and who you know who got who got hosed, who got, you know, been, even though we'll think we kind of have yeah. a good feel for what that's supposed to look like in February, I guess, or whenever we see that. And, and it turns out, you know, we may not, there's so many things that change <laughs> uh, often into the distance, but, uh, but even yeah. when there
1: was, uh- Twelve actual twelve teams in the Big Twelve. You still kind of knew your rotation of okay, this is the
0: year you get Kansas, or this is the year you're going to be playing. Play oh yeah, this is Adam. a this is a total. Yeah. And, and I think from the Big Twelve standpoint, is that you, you have no idea. So this is going to be a one off. Yeah, you have no idea what the following year means either because this exactly. is going to be just kind of a yeah a, a, a one off. And I think originally. They had said, "Okay, we've got two years of this 14-team deal. Everybody's sure. going to play everybody at least once. We're going to try to keep some of these regional rivalries and in, in, in place. They'd be stupid not to do that. In other sure, words, just sure. because that, that those are big for TV and money and, and all those things, you know, to in other words, to keep like say for example Oklahoma and Texas from not playing each other, that's never going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, that, that would be really stupid on the conferences part." Uh, to, to, to operate that way just because it, it, it would cost them a significant amount of, of revenue. And, and so, uh, but yeah, all, all, all is on the table, man. I, I really don't know, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there's certain things that are important to each institution, uh, especially the, the eight that, that will, the originals that will remain and you try to accommodate, but you can't, you can't please everybody, you know, and you yeah. can't give everybody what they want. You can try, uh, but you know, the, 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 eight originals not counting Texas or Oklahoma and then not counting the four new schools, th- those eight schools maybe have a, a request or two that they would like to see get sure. done and maybe they get it. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Well, level, uh,
1: well, you asked me this question a week ago. Have you finished all your, your Christmas shopping by this point? <laughs> you
0: done? I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, I think so. Yeah. Th- this, uh, this week is going to go by really fast, uh, well, you, you, you're going to look up and, and you're going to be in Houston, Texas for the bowl game. Uh, but I, I do hope that uh, everybody, you know, out there is able to kind of wind down a bit and uh, spend some time with uh, the family and friends. And as we've just gotten some perspective this week, uh, mm-hmm. with a couple of different tough stories out there, you just, you know, you just never know what you wake up to every day and you, you just, yeah, I hope everybody has a, a Merry Christmas or, or whatever they celebrate at this time of the year. And, uh, you know, safe travels. Cause I, I know I'm, I'm, I think, are you, are you traveling at all uh, for the holidays at all? Just yeah, even we'll if go, it's on the road,
1: we'll go up North to Dumas for a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I hope you, hope you are careful. I'm headed to, to cow town to see my oh, yeah. folks uh, for a few, uh, for a few days. And so, yeah, it's uh, a lot, a lot of time spent on the road, but just hope everybody has a, for sure. Yeah. Safe travels and uh, Merry Christmas and you get, you get what you want. You yeah, know, well, you get what you get, what you want. And, and, you know, for, for, for for Texas Tech football and men's basketball, I'm just looking for some stability. <laughs> That's your gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean like roster stability, you know, sure. and uh coaching stability, roster stability. You know, nice. Those are those are hard to come by in, in these sports. And if you get them, you know, usually success is around the corner. So
1: well, Level, we'll do uh one more of these between. Christmas in the bowl game. So, uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas and uh, we'll talk to you then.
0: Why does it have to be little? Well, uh, I, I, it could be, be a big one. <laughs> okay. All right. All I right. appreciate <laughs> it, uh, Woodman. Thanks for uh, spending time with me on these, man. Enjoyed it. For sure. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman.
1: You've been tuned into the Ask Level podcast powered by Double T97.3. Have a very Merry Christmas.
0: You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT973.com.